Drive Time Radio with New York Vinny. And a very good Saturday morning to you. It is Drive Time Radio here on 150 KKNW and momentarily to be on uh, Facebook. It's a Saturday morning. It's a little cool this morning, a little foggy in places, like if you are up here at the beautiful uh, Esperance Media Studios uh, here up in uh, Edmonds, Washington. Uh, I'm hoping uh, that it's probably going to burn off, be a nice day. They are saying that uh, it's going to be a pretty good day to go out and do some, uh, I don't know if you're out there going to go out and do some car shopping or just take the family out for a ride. Maybe I'll go over to Shoreline uh, Cars and Coffee. They're uh, kicking it up this morning. Uh, Should be getting uh, underway there right now. Always a great place to take take the kids, uh, the family, and look at some really cool cars. On a day like today, you would think that they will have a lot more uh, people out there. Although when we were out there now two weeks ago, they had a very good, uh, uh, you know, response to people recording uh, in progress coming out there and enjoying uh, the sport of uh, looking at. Well, I guess it's not a sport; it's more a hobby. Uh, but the hobby of looking at cars and checking old cars out and new cars, all different kinds of cars. So. If you get a chance to go by there and you're up, uh, you know, you're in the Seattle area, it's a great way to uh, uh, talk to some new people, learn a little bit about the uh, uh, the hobby. And who knows, maybe someday down the line, you'll find yourself in a collector car. We've got a, a good show for you today. We are, uh, it's just you and me today. No guests. We're just going to wrap and flap. Uh, you, me, and Nathan will do that. Then Nathan will come in a couple of seconds here. And we'll uh, talk to him and see how his life is going as well. Uh, but uh, how are you doing this week? You doing okay? I, you know, I, I I always mean to ask that question. Then when the, the light goes on and, uh, you know, the, the, the thing opens up, the next thing you know, bang, we're off somewhere else, doing something else, thinking about something else. And, I'm, uh, you know, my mind is like nine different places at the same time. I don't know how. I managed to keep it together. So I sometimes forget to ask you how you're doing. And even though I can't hear you, you can always jump on our Facebook page. Just look for NY Vinny Ricci on Facebook. And that's where we are broadcasting live. And, oh, and I still have to make the Vinny thing uh, up. I should probably change that, shouldn't I? You know, because this is not, people will be confused. This is not the Mike Ian Vinny show. This is uh, Drive Time Radio. But we have to drive time on that side. So we get a chance to, we make sure that uh, you get uh, what you're supposed to get. But I always like having, there we go. I always like having this uh, fellas garage. You know, I actually toyed with the idea uh, at, at one time, a few years ago, of actually changing the name of the show to fellas garage. Uh, because it, it, first of all, this is an actual place. It's an actual garage. Uh, that exists on Route 51 in Mount Lebanon, Pennsylvania. And it is, uh, it's been there, as you could tell, it's weathered and it's uh, been there for years and years and years. And it just so reminded me of uh, the kind of place that my dad would have, the kind of shop that my father would have with, uh, you know, weather beat, beat up, um, you know, you know, just, just that, you know, not the, not the clean, slick kind of garage that you uh, probably used to see in today, but the kind of place where people went on a Saturday, hung out, talked about cars and life and everything that went around and went on. And, and you know, the only thing missing from this picture, I don't think there's one out there, no, is a Coke machine. Other than that, it is the perfect picture, and, and probably in this place, the Coke machine is right behind the garage door. You know, right in, as you walk in, there's a little office there. You walk in, it's probably a Coke machine right there. Maybe even a, uh, a machine that dispenses horrible coffee and terrible hot chocolate for 15 cents. But this place, uh, it, it just, 
has a has an has a spiritual feeling about it to me. I have a painting of it uh, that I have in my stuff that I usually keep up on my wall, and it's just one of those places that you hope never, you know, you know, one day somebody's going to come by and they're going to paint that thing or knock it down. You know, the property will get valuable. I actually inquired about buying the property at one time because I just thought, you know what? I thought it would make a great radio studio. I thought it would be, it would be like a very cool place um, to live and have a radio studio in there. You know, I have a studio that you could work in. Uh, my sincere hope for that place is that nobody buys it, that is that they keep it just the way it is. So that's uh, Fellow's Garage, uh, that scene behind me. It's a, just a great. Um, and the name, too. You know, I mean, I immediately think of Bob Feller, you know, the, the, the pitcher for the Cleveland Indians uh, that uh, was... Um, you know, Hall of Famer and one of the best pitchers ever to uh, toe the rubber. But uh, also the idea that it's the fellers, you know, uh, the fellers are together, you know, the fellers are hanging out, <laughs> the fellas. <laughs> Not that we wouldn't include girls in the conversation, please, you know, don't, don't send me letters and everything like that. We would include girls, I know girls who could work on cars just as good as guys. But there was something about uh, those Saturday gatherings at the gas station that just uh, sit deep in my heart. It's part of who I am. It's probably why I got into this business uh, because um, I like to be a clown and here you can be a bit of a clown if you want to be. All right, bunch of stuff on the agenda this morning. We'll start it off talking oddly enough about school buses. Uh, there are, um, earlier this week, according to uh, Auto Week, uh, the BYD company revealed an electric school bus. Now, right now, there are not a lot of electric school buses in America. But there is a pressing need to get this technology going because there are many people that believe, and, and I'm probably among them, uh, that the diesel fumes from these buses uh, affect kids negatively. And, you know, you say, well, uh, you know, I don't get it. but they do. They, they, you know, these, these diesel fumes uh, come out of the back of these buses if you're sitting, especially in the back of a bus, you're getting the diesel fumes all the time. And I wouldn't want to be sitting around sniffing diesel fuel if, uh, if I didn't have to. And so there's um, a couple of school buses that are slated to be available in three lengths. They're going to have handicapped accessibility. The bus has a range of up to 140 miles. And what's good about these uh, buses from the BYD company is that when you plug them in, um, they charge, and then the electric, uh, the excess electricity goes back into the school, so that you, the schools can actually uh, uh, save money. It's called um, bi-directional vehicle to grid charging. It allows the bus to cycle energy back to the grid. It's, uh, you know, usually pitched to private EV owners, according to the article, have a home-based enemy store, uh, energy storage system. But the bi-directional charging capability is a game changer for these uh, uh, buses. They can be charged overnight when energy demand is low and clean emission-free energy can be fed back into the classroom during school hours when the bus is parked, keeping classrooms well-lit, students uh, and teachers plugged in. So look like they're going to have a range of about 140 miles. But again, the school buses, you know, you use them. They don't, you know, I, I mean, I don't know any school bus that goes 140 miles in a day, um, you know, in a city setting. Now, maybe in the suburbs, 
you might have that, but you know, you know, you go, you pick up the kids, you come back, you plug the thing back in. So you, you you're usually going to have pretty close to the 140 mile uh, capability. And I think it's an excellent idea. Now, BYD says that it cuts maintenance and fuel costs up to 60%. And I think that would be um, a win for the school systems. Now, also Bluebird, which is probably the biggest school bus maker in the country, very big, you know, you, you, you those, they make the, uh, the large buses. They also have their own model that's been out. And there's um, orders for hundreds of them out there. But there's, uh, we're still 10 years away from 10% of all school buses being battery electric. Um, I don't know what can be done to speed that up. But that is a very, you know, it's a very important thing because, again, you don't want kids breathing this stuff. If you can help it. And I know, listen, some people can say, ah, I've been breathing it for years. Well, look at where we are as a country. And <laughs> maybe, maybe that's the whole deal right there. We've been breathing diesel fumes and nobody's really looked at it. But that is um, our, you know, I, I just think that's so important. If we can eliminate that pollution, we can eliminate our kids driving in the back of, or riding in the back of a bus and getting uh, inundated up their noses with diesel fuel uh, or diesel fumes, I should say, uh, the world might turn out to be a better place. And again, we can always say, well, you know, it doesn't, doesn't make a big difference, blah, 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 but it does make a big difference, I think, to young uh, bodies and young minds. So I think that's a, a, a story worth us talking about. And uh, so we're talking about it. Also, Kia rolled out their uh, 2022 EV6, which is, um, and I haven't driven it, haven't seen it in, well, I saw it in person. It was back at the auto show, remember? Uh, it's a beautiful vehicle. It's uh, one of those uh, vehicles that is like the Volkswagen ID4. You look at it, and with the capability it has right now, you say, well, you know what? Maybe I can get into an electric vehicle. And I think the Kia EV6 is going to go a long way toward that. And um, between the, the price, which um, is going to start at uh, 42000 and go up to fifty seven for the... Uh, EV6 GT line should be rolling into uh, showrooms in a few weeks. And it, um, a lot of people say that Hyundai, which owns Kia, is the one to watch in electric vehicles, that they are further advanced than almost anybody when it comes to electric vehicles. You're going to have a um, 310 mile range in rear wheel drive versions. Uh, 232 if you take the more affordable 58 kilowatt hour version of the battery. So you'll have, you can get more range. And um, this is another one uh, from a Hyundai Kia. The Ionic 5 started in mid-December. The EV6 is now. Um, it is a very, like I say, it's a, a more mainstream-looking vehicle than uh, most of them. And it's supposed to be very spacious inside. No high perch inside. Short front end. Um and a lot of space for, because you don't have the transmission hump, a lot of, um, a lot of very uh, attractive lines on this car. So I'll, I'm excited to drive one when they get into the press fleet. And I, I think that um, 
I think that uh, you're going to see a lot of these on the road. I mean, Kia uh, has has been uh, at the forefront of this. Uh, their electric soul that came out many years ago uh, was one of the first electric cars out there. And I think that they will certainly be able to uh, be able to produce a vehicle that is going to, uh, you know, take care of business when it comes to electric cars. Face it, folks, the electric revolution is coming. It's here. It's not even coming. It's here. And uh, they're going to do everything they can, and that is uh, the government and uh, the automakers to get you out of your gasoline vehicle and into electric vehicle. And for most people, they that's going to work out just fine. And you can't buy one, right? I mean, it's really tough to buy one right now. I've been looking for one for a friend of mine um, for a month, and there's just not a lot of them out there. Uh, for sale. Now, part of that is the chip shortage. Um, and that looks like it's on its way to getting remedied. Looks like, uh, as a matter of fact, GM uh, saying that their electric Silverado, which is uh, coming out, uh, their pickup truck is, you know, pretty close to, uh, you know, when it comes out, um, not going to have a problem. Chip shortage is easing. And uh, GM and other companies have announced that, you know, that they're ramping up production. That sometime this year, everything will get back to normal. So that's good news for the uh, American auto industry and for the auto industry in general. Tesla, you know, there's never a dull moment with Tesla. I mean, really, when you buy one of those cars, you're in for a roller coaster ride. Uh, Tesla has recalled their cars with full self-driving to prevent rolling stops. Um, so, in other words, you don't have to look at an intersection. You just the Tesla will take care of it for you. But what if it doesn't? Well, you know, what's one life for two lives? Anyway, um, uh, Tesla is going to disable the feature on uh, on their cars. I don't know. I don't know why Tesla gets away with uh, skirting the law as uh, they seem to do all the time, but they seem to be able uh, to get away with it. And that to me is, uh, is, you know, it's a little bothersome, but you know, when you have, uh, when you, when you throw in the money out there, uh, like uh, Elon Musk is, and you, get away with things that some people probably wouldn't get away with. But, uh, you know, they always, they constantly seem to be under investigation. I mean, I never seen a company that was uh, more under investigation than this one. One of the cars I, you know, I always, I I spend most of my week looking at car stuff and looking at at different uh, cars. And I have found what I think is the um, the car I want to own. And I'll tell you the quick story here. Uh, there is uh, I had um, I had a uh, when I was a kid, my father had a body shop. A guy came to work for him that this was probably 1966, 67, something like that. They came from Argentina. And he used to, and he was an auto body guy, a very good matter of fact. I'd never seen an auto body guy quite like this. I mean, he was really, he knew his stuff. And he would clip cars. You know what a clip in a car is? It's you cut a car in half that's been in a wreck, and you get one half that hasn't been in a wreck, and the other half that's been in a wreck but is good, and you weld them together. It's called putting a clip on a car. And Fernando did this better than anybody that I'd ever seen. 
it was amazing uh, what he was able to do with a, with a welding torch. It would it would blow you away. And uh, you know, in talking to him over a bunch of years, you get to find out that Fernando worked in Argentina putting hearses together. You know, they would buy a car, send it down to Argentina, Kaiser would, and they would cut out the back of the car and they would turn it into a funeral car. Now in Argentina, I guess the weather is nice, so the funeral cars look quite different than what you see here. You know, here we close the car and you put the body under glass, the casket, and, but in uh, this car, this 1960 Kaiser Carabella, the casket part has a roof over it. Let me see if I can call this picture up. It has a roof over it, uh, but it, it also <laughs> has these four, or maybe it's six stanchions, and then that go between the body of the car and the roof, and the casket is slid under there. And so the casket is outside. Very interesting. I mean, really, when you when you look at it, I'm gonna say again, I'm gonna see if I can get the the picture up here. Okay, I don't know if you can see that. Uh, let's see, I don't know if you can see that yet or not. Uh, but it's pretty, uh, <laughs> uh, let's see if I can do this. I don't know, Nathan, is that coming up? I, I can't I see, see it. it. Yeah, the 1960 oh. Kaiser Carabella oh, yeah. funeral car. How do you like that? Look at that thing, man. Let me uh, let me roll through some of the pictures here a second. Uh, for those of you who are listening to us on radio, it's really an amazing looking car. It's a 1960 Kaiser, which they stopped making in America in, I think, 55 or 56, probably even a little earlier than that. But if you watch some of the old Superman episodes, uh, one of the cars that Clark Kent uh, drives is a Kaiser. And you can tell by the distinctive uh, top windshield line, as you see there. You can see it right there, how it curves down and it goes back up again. Anyway, so Fernando worked on these cars, this guy Fernando. It was, um, and he would tell stories about Argentina and Mar del Plata and, and about Buenos Aires and actually got to, uh, you, you know, see so many of these uh, different pictures of cars. And I am sure that this is one of the cars that Fernando worked on. I mean, the car is up for sale. Right now, the high bid on the car is $13,000. I got to tell you something. If I had $13,000 to spare, I would be buying this car. Not just for the, the uniqueness of it. I mean, you, you pull up the cars and coffee with this thing, you're going to get a crowd. But for also the, the sentimental value. Uh, it's 285 inches overall. The back glass is, uh, look at the ornateness of this, this area. Now in there you see the depression where you would lay the casket. And then you got this, this crazy looking roof and these, I love these stanchions. And then you got lamps on the corners that light up. Look at that. You got a lamp there. You got a lamp in the front. How awesome is that? If you buy this, you certainly, without a doubt, are not going to see another one. 4,813 miles. Uh, the numbers match. It's located in Carthage, Illinois. Uh, blue interior vinyl. Only a few known to exist. And it is uh, an amazing piece of automotive history. These were these cars were hand-built from the original Kaisers. 13,250, I would love 
to own this thing. And uh, just a spectacular looking vehicle. All right, we'll take a quick break here. We'll come back with uh, Yo Vinny and uh, much more. It is Drive Time Radio. I'm New York Vinny, and this is a Saturday morning on 1150 KKNW. Buckle up for safety, buckle up. Buckle up for safety, always buckle up. Pull your seat belt snug, give an extra tug. Buckle up for safety, buckle up. Buckle up for safety, buckle up. Buckle up for safety, always buckle up. Show the world you care by the belt you wear. Buckle up for safety when you're driving. Buckle up, buckle up for safety, buckle up. The National Safety Council says seat belts can and do save lives every day. Buckle up for safety, everybody. Buckle up. Seattle, Tacoma, Antwerp. That's right. We're streamed worldwide on our app and on the web at 1150kknw.com. All right. Well, let me this back in. Rapidroids.com. Boy, I love that song. <laughs> we do have a Saturday morning cartoon coming up for you here on Drive Time Radio. It'll be coming up uh, directly. We uh, did something a little strange this week. I mean, I had, a, I had this crazy idea about uh, what to play for our... Um, on Saturday morning cartoon. So I thought I would uh, go a little rogue this week, have a little fun this week, uh, if you uh, if you please. So um, what else do we have this morning that we want to tell you? Oh, I know what we wanted to tell us. I knew there was something else that uh, I wanted to tell you. Lexus. So I know we got a lot of electric stuff this morning, but it was a big week for um, electrics. Lexus in, uh, showed off the exterior design of their RZ450E crossover. That's going to come up later this year. Toyota a little late in getting to the electric only game, but of course, uh, deeply seated in the hybrid and plug-in hybrid uh, vehicle game. And this is going to be built on the same platform with the Toyota BZ4X and the Subaru Solterra, the second joint venture between Subaru and Toyota, but this is supposed to be uh, a lot more powerful, a lot more luxurious, very sharp looking car. It, it, it shares that profile with those other two, but this looks more, it has more of that Lexus, the Lexus haunches, you know, under the taillight that come out uh, from the back to give it that kind of stocky rear and a Lexus taillight treatment. Very attractive looking car. And so it'll be their first um, electric crossover to make it over to uh, the United States. And uh, I think that's going to be interesting. And also, you know, we were talking about the Chevy Silverado EV before. 110,000 reservations for the Silverado EV. Um, the GMC Hummer SUT is the first one, but think about it. It's a hundred thousand dollar pickup truck and they have 110,000 reservations for it. Pretty amazing, isn't it? Uh, so if, if you're doubting that electric is on the way, uh, it is big time. And we will be uh, uh, continuing to bring you uh, the latest from all of the uh, electric stuff that's going on. Let's uh, bring in our erstwhile producer, the man who keeps the show going, even when I can't keep it going. And that is, of course, Nathan, the producer. Nathan, good morning. How are you? Doing well, Vinny. And let's add another name to that title. How about Uncle Nate? Yes, congratulations, <laughs> Uncle Nate. I, I, You know, Uncle Nate sounds like a guy that would take me to Katz's Delicatessen in New York for a good pastrami on rye. You know, that, that, that's a great name, Uncle Nate. I like that. Hey, they live just not too far from New York, so maybe I'll have to do that one day. Yeah, put him in the, 
put them in a car, take them up. Now, uh, tell us a little more about the uh, the blessed package. So they just gave birth to a newborn girl on Monday, Tuesday, excuse me, the 1st of February, and her name is Genevieve. Oh. Very and sweet girl. This is your first uncle experience, huh? It is. First time ever being an uncle. And there it's her go. first time ever being a niece. Well, well, yeah, yeah it would probably work out that way, wouldn't it? <laughs> well, Nathan, <laughs> if, if I could give it to you. <laughs> uh, I see what you're doing there. <laughs> yeah, I got a big cigar for you. <laughs> a Cuban. <laughs> now, I don't smoke them, but I keep them for special occasions. Uh, oh, well, that, that's awesome, Nathan, man. That's, uh, and I'm sure because I know my two little nephews, uh, I dote on them. I send them stuff and I, you know, I love to hear them and talk to them. And it's really incredible what the zoom brings to it, because now you, you know, if, if your the parents are so inclined and you're out here and they're back there, you can always just jump on the zoom and the kid will all know what you look like. It won't be like you're a twice a year visitor, you know? And we just had our first FaceTime call actually just yesterday and got to meet with her say hi and Hear her cry, hear her coo, hear her giggle. It's really cute. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing, Nathan. That, that really is. Uh, congratulations. I wish you all the best uh, uh, in uncling. In uncling? Yes, in uncling. In, uh, you know, it's a serious job, uncling. And Not to be a, the godfather, too, especially on top of that. Well, see, I'm godfather to my nephew as well. My nephew, Daniel, who lives in Sacramento, uh, is um, is my nephew, and I'm also his godfather. So that's a beautiful thing. So you're gonna have to, you're gonna go, you're gonna go back for the baptism ceremony and everything. Yeah, well, we're still figuring that out. Uh, of course, you know they want to have their time with the baby, and of course, there's yeah. a lot going on. And it's hard to get. <laughs> Boy, life changes when you have a kid, doesn't it? It sure does, man. I'll tell you. Anybody who had one, who has had one. Will uh, will tell you it changes you mentally, it changes you physically, um, yeah, uh, and, and not just the parents, but everybody around. It's that's around the kid. That's important to the kid. Is um, you know their life changes. The kid becomes the focus of everything. Your uh, is is it your brother that's uh, that's the father? Yes. Yeah, his life is uh, you know as he knows it is old. <laughs> 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 I mean, it's just hard enough now to schedule a baptism. You mean you think it'd just be, you know, call him up and say, "Hey, I want this Sunday. Let's do it." And then, no, there's there's a lot to do. Yeah, so maybe in the next few weeks I'll be headed out there, but we'll see. Yeah, you gotta uh, now. You're gonna have to go to uh, uh, you have to go to baptism school. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, there's I classes for the parents, I believe. For me, I just had to get a letter, you know, sent over approving my. Uh, ability to be a godfather. So, how many times do you have to watch the Godfather to get that uh, to get that letter? <laughs> I well, let's I think I got it <laughs> on my Netflix queue right now. Okay, yeah, you better you better stop watching. I don't want to hear you in three weeks or something on this show going, Vinny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna make you an offer you can't refuse. <laughs> We know the Italians really take the Godfather thing seriously. I mean, they really, it's a, you know, it's, it's like probably about the highest honor that you can give an Italian man is to ask him to be the Godfather of your, of your kid, because it's just, I mean, I'm sure it's a high honor in, in many cultures, but the Italians have a very, um, you know, it, it, there's a certain meaning to it. It's like, you're not just, you're, you're not just a godfather in name. Like you're the godfather. You, you check on that kid. You make sure that kid's doing all right. You have responsibility for that kid for the rest of it, for the rest of your life. Oh yeah. You, you gotta be a good role model for them and example of, you know, helping them grow up and live their lives. If something should happen to the, uh, birth parents. Right. Right. You, you, you are, you know, you're, you're the, um, you're the moral compass, which is probably why I wasn't asked to be a godfather until very late in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I wouldn't have been anybody's moral compass you know, when I was 35 years old. It wouldn't have worked out for me. Uh, but anyway, you got a question to ask me this morning, Nathan? Yo, Vinny, what are you driving this week? Oh, Nathan, I'm glad you asked. I was starting to get worried that we weren't even going to ask this question this week, but we are. I am driving the Infinity QX60. And this is a brand new, the 2022 Infinity QX60, brand new uh, for 2022. They didn't put one out in 2021. They, they squashed it. They said, let's work on this. Let's get this right and put it out in 2022. So here we are. It is a, a spectacular looking vehicle. A more... Uh, more uh, upright and squared off than its uh, previous iterations. The QX60 uh, is a sharp looking vehicle from the outside. Uh, nice design lines. You know, Nissan and, uh, and Infinity had that kind of floating roof with that, that kind of little black space. Well, they've expanded that out. The roof doesn't look like it's floating anymore. The, the panels are still there, but they use um, and, and, and I like this. They use chrome to accent this vehicle on the sill panels, along the belt line, and around the windows. And it really looks, it really comes off looking very, very classy. Uh, the vehicle that I'm driving, and Nathan, I sent you some pictures. I don't know if you got them yet. Uh, the uh, burgundy one is the QX60. Uh, the burgundy color on this car is just lush. I mean, it really, it almost looks like you're driving a grape. I mean, it really does have a, a luster to it. And, you know, I, not only do I think that, but I, I pulled into a parking lot yesterday, uh, or I don't know, actually it was Wednesday. And this woman is looking at the car. She's going, my God, I've never seen a color like that before. So it, the, the color is very, very unique. Um, it's a three-row mid-sized luxury SUV that, you know, I, I mean, it's tough competition. I mean, it's a class where you got uh, the Mercedes-Benz GLE class, you got the Genesis GV80, you got the BMW X5. And I don't know if I put it up there in those three, but it comes in at a close fourth in that group. It is, uh, I, I think the more people, more critics get into them, the more uh, they will like them. It's not, it, it's, a, it's a, a very, very luxurious vehicle inside. And when I say luxury, I mean, this thing really coddles you in luxury. Beautiful leather seats that are, um, you know, diamond tufted. The dashboard has texture to it. The leather looks like it's really um, spectacular quality leather. Uh, it's roomy inside for the driver and the uh, passenger, uh, front seat passengers. It's relaxing. It has massaging seats. <laughs> you ain't lived until you've had massaging seats. Uh, it, it, you know, you, you turn the heat on, you put the seats on. And uh, you just you're, you're just moving around in luxury. Uh, the panoramic moonroof is is beautiful. You open that thing up, you look at the stars. Easily decipherable infotainment system with a, a Bose system, a Bose speaker system uh, that just sounds uh, a concert hall. I mean, I put on some uh, classical music uh, in this thing, and it just. It's, it sounds like you're sitting in Carnegie Hall. Really an incredible speaker system uh, in this thing. The one that I'm driving is the Q60 Autograph, which will run you north to 60 grand. I think it's about 64, the one I'm driving. Uh, and it's loaded to, the, uh, loaded to the gills. I think that when you put these up against the Acura MDX and the Nissan Pathfinder, uh, that you're going to find a much, you know, a much better vehicle. 
And you're going to pay a little bit more, but you're going to find a, a much better vehicle. Plus, as you, as I said, the 12.3 inch screen, uh, USB ports, a Wi-Fi hotspot, Apple Play, uh, Android Auto, all of that kind of stuff. Wireless device charging, which almost every car has these days, and remote start. Lots of room in the back. You got uh, 75.4 cubic feet of space with the second and third rows folded. You can live in there if you wanted to. Matter of fact, if you watch YouTube, a lot of people do live in their SUVs these days. I don't know how you can do that. When you, you, know, when you get to talking about uh, going to the bathroom in a bucket, uh, I'm out there. Uh, could you imagine me trying to go to the bathroom? Oh, forget it. Uh, anyway, seven people across three rows is what it seats. Uh, good latch connectors for the second row seating position. For uh, so, so a very, very impressive vehicle. It's got a 6,000 pound towing capacity when it is equipped. It has all of the safety features. And uh, I will know, you know, when I review it next week, I'll be able to tell you a lot more about how it handles, what it does on the open road. I'm going to take it on a bit of a road trip. And we'll be able to let you know exactly what this vehicle does. But uh, so far, in just round the town uh, driving, uh, it's responsive. It's uh, not earth shattering, but it's quick. It'll get where it's going. And it's, um, it goes where you point it. It's a luxury vehicle. So you're probably not going to get the sport. You know, it's not going to be a, a, a 380Z. It's just going to be an adequate luxury vehicle. And so that's what you're going to get in this thing. So that is the uh, Nissan, uh, I should say, Infinity QX60. Uh, I'll have, there's already uh, pictures up online on my social media. So you can see, take a look at the car. Uh, as I say, one of the most striking colors of any car that I've driven uh, certainly in the last year and, and, and month or so. All right, time now for the Saturday morning cartoon. We do it every Saturday morning because cars and music go together so well. Uh, this one, uh, you know, I've avoided this uh, this gold mine of music before, but I was looking for something. I was in a mood this week. I don't know. I saw some uh, 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 French films, you know, some some French uh, black and white film noir stuff that I was watching, and um, I started. I, I had a whole French thing going on this week, so I thought I would uh, uncover something for you. Uh, this is from the movie Cars 2. And I believe that this is a deleted scene from that movie, but yet it's available online. And this is, uh, I think it's Lizzie. I'm not all that familiar with the cars, but this is supposed to be uh, Lizzie uh, who is uh, singing this, uh, this beautiful song that just takes you, uh, takes you far away far, far away to another land. Vroom, vroom, vroom. There you go. That's uh, Benabar. Uh, I guess that's how you say it, Benabar. Uh, he's a French songwriter and singer um, who uh, was the artist on that song. Michael Giacchino is uh, the uh, writer of, uh, he scored that whole movie, the Pixar uh, uh, you know, person who does movies for Pixar. And uh, again, a great little song. I don't think we've ever had a song sung by a car. Like the closest we may have ever come to that was the theme from My Mother, the Car. It was, but it was sung by Sammy Davis Jr. And even in the TV show, it was, um, it was sung by Ann Southern, who played... Uh, the voice of my mother, the car, the 1928 Porter. But that is, uh, I guess, Lizzie. It's a deleted scene from the movie, from what I understand. Uh, but this is maybe the most popular cut from the movie. Is It's uh, just a cute little French. I, you know, I started searching for a song about, I want to find a song about a Renault or a Peugeot or, you know, some French car. Uh, that uh, that may have been out there or a French race or anything like that. And um, this is what I came up with. You know, sometimes uh, you do the research and you're starting to look 
one way, and the next thing you know, you're going the other way. It happens when you're uh, doing a show like this. All right, quick break here. We'll come back. We'll tell you what NASCAR is doing this weekend, and we have our Drive Time Road Test of the Week coming up. transmission dozens of options but as standard equipment you get bucket seats wall-to-wall carpeting all vinyl upholstery padded instrument panel and full wheel covers even though mustang is a dream its low price is a beautiful reality test drive one right now at your ford dealers pleasant dreams wondering what's on next on alternative talk 1150 check out 1150 kknw.com back with you on drive time radio it is um, coming up on uh, 9 o'clock here. The Clash, the NASCAR Clash. It is, um, I guess, the NASCAR preseason. But there is, um, this one's interesting because, uh, you know, they have had Super Bowls and Olympics at the L.A. Coliseum. Uh, this weekend, it will host a NASCAR race. Uh, an exhibition race that will um, draw, they are hoping, uh, down to uh, down to the Coliseum, uh, a record number of people. Uh, I, I think the capacity in that thing is 99,000. And it's interesting because, you know, it, it's, it goes, well, some people think it goes against you know, all convention, but there's actually been a history and it's a great article, I believe on auto week up on the auto week site about the history of racing in the Coliseum. And I guess they used to run midgets there, you know, midget race cars, not midgets. Um, To uh, back in the fifties, the forties and the fifties. And you know, this is a big step for NASCAR. Uh, they need, NASCAR needs to, to widen their scope. They want to make it more than just a, a sport that has a perception of just uh, country boys with Confederate flags. They want to change that. So it's, a, it's an interesting concept. Let's see how it uh, let's see how it plays out. But uh, twenty three of NASCAR's new next gen cars are going to uh, make their debut in this race. Uh, Primetime Sunday on Fox, one hundred and fifty laps, thirty seven and a half miles on the quarter mile short track. All right, time now for the road test. The Drive Time Radio Road Test. Every week, Vinny puts another car through its paces and lets you know the good, the bad, and the ugly. All right, this week we're pacing with the G, uh, the Kia K5 GT line. Whoa, baby. Let me tell you something. A very, very, very fun car. A nice car, a good car. I mean, you get into this thing. Uh, first of all, let's go from the outside. The lines are striking on the car. It's a cousin to the Sonata, the Hyundai Sonata, which you know already that I love. Uh, the Kia gives you some sharper lines. Uh, this used to be the Optima, but after 2020, they changed it over to the K5. Uh, it's the same, pretty much the same model as last year. And it is a sharp looking car. Uh, it was delivered in that battleship gray color that's so popular right now. And it, it, the car was just stunning. Absolutely stunning. Red interior in the car. When you get in it, it's comfortable. It's spacious. It feels bigger than it is. And uh, it's a, listen, it's a solid car in a class that includes uh, the Mazda 6, the Honda Accord, 
It is um, U.S. News and World Report called it one of their finalists for the best car for the money. Nice, comfortable seats uh, that bolster you well. Great infotainment system in the Kia K5. As you uh, sit in this thing and you, you hit the buttons, uh, very simple to understand, very simple to catch on to quickly. It has, uh, you know, wireless charging in it, in this particular model that I was driving. Under the hood, which is a very good place to look, you see the 180 horsepower turbocharged four in this particular model. If you get a GT, you got a 290 horsepower turbo four with an eight-speed dual clutch automatic. It uh, it was quick, not earth-shattering quick, but quick. Uh, the the automatic transmission shifted well, got good gas mileage. I think I got an average of about. 30 on this thing, which was uh, very good. And the ride quality, as I said, it rode bigger than it was. Uh, the suspension does a nice job of picking up the bumps and the ruts. And you know, if you're driving around here, you got a lot of bumps and ruts. Um, it's not going to give you sports car handling, but it's going to give you good handling. It's going to hold the road. It's going to go where you point it. Um, is it going to give you, like, I want to go around this curve at 60 miles an hour when it only says 35 sports car type of handling? No, unless you make some uh, alterations to it, it's not going to do that. Of course, Kia is a reliable car. We know that. It gets a five out of five stars in the safety ratings. And it has all of the standard driver assistance features. Uh, the collision warning, emergency braking, blind spot monitoring, exit warning, it has the uh, dry, you know, if you fall asleep, it monitors your eyes and uh, will tell you to uh, to slow down, you know, to pull over. Built in Georgia, you got a number of different lines on this thing from the LX up to the GT. And even if you go out and buy a base model, it's got a lot of stuff in it. This is definitely one that's worth it. The um, GT line also offers, as it did in a car that I drove, all-wheel drive, which you know is... Um, is something you want in this um, in this environment. So the Kia GT line uh, MSRP on this thing is about uh, I think it went in thirty one thousand dollars with the all wheel drive, and uh, I found it to be a great vehicle and something that if you're in the market for that kind of car, you should be looking at. That's going to wrap up another edition of Drive Time. We thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next Saturday morning if the Lord's will and the creek don't rise right here on 1150 KKNW. Have a good week.